government says there is no permanent residency moratorium in effect. The deputy premier issuing a statement tonight after questions have been raised about whether a moratorium on the granting of permanent residency had been imposed. While there has been an increase in application processing time, the Honorable Chris Saunders says that is a result of applications undergoing increased scrutiny after reports of things like marriages of convenience and other questionable activity. The deputy premier says the government owes a responsibility to the local community to ensure that those receiving permanent resident status have achieved this honor through merit. A special project team has begun a review of pending PR applications, starting with the oldest in the queue being reviewed first. That project team is made up of selected work personnel who possess legal standing through delegated powers by the acting interim director, as defined by the Immigration Transition Act 2022 revision. Tourism and Transport Minister the Honorable Kenneth Ryan says government's working on solutions to prevent traffic like Friday's gridlock that had people sitting in their cars for hours. I think that it's fair to say that we all recognize it is a multifaceted problem from the public transportation system, which I am responsible for under my portfolio, um, to roads, to car importation and policies, to driving licensing requirements and who has them and who doesn't have them, mm-hmm. um, to education on carpooling and, um, and all these other factors all um, combined together to create the traffic environment that we have today. On Radio Caymans for the Record this morning, Mr. Bryan explains Deloitte is working on a study to look at where we are now and how to get to effective solutions. It started a month, almost five weeks ago, estimated to last for 16 to 18 weeks. Um, And then we will have a document in our hands for government to choose how to resolve this issue in respect to public transportation moving forward. And I say resolve this issue, uh, not saying that the current system isn't workable, uh, is doing its job, but it's not the best. And most people believe it needs to be changed under one umbrella with a more efficient way of doing things. Mr. Bryan says the report will help inform the government's decisions. The minister also announced that he has requested UK public transportation expertise in the form of a secondment, and that is in progress as well. Today, the Ministry of Investment, Innovation and Social Development confirms its Business Asset Preservation Grant Program given to tourism-related business has concluded. The pilot program in September and October 2021, allocated through the Cayman Islands Center for Business Development, provided support for Caymanian-owned businesses involved in water sports and land tour operations. Supplementary funding was approved by Parliament in March 2022. Initially, these grants were targeted specifically toward asset preservation for businesses involved in water sports and land tour operations. Similar support was provided for the benefit of other qualifying tourism-related businesses, including transportation and restaurants, all of whom were anticipating more sustainable levels of tourism following the reopening of the borders in 2022. More than 400 businesses were told received the support, with approximately $7.5 million in funding distributed. Land matters and public funds. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller brings us more from Cabinet's November 16th meeting. At this meeting, Cabinet approved the issuance of a coastal works permit for the construction of a private residential dock in Georgetown, as well as the terms for a lease for data center floor space in Cayman Brac for the Computer Services Department and e-government. They also, with an increase in the budget for land purchases by $480,000, approved the purchase of three parcels in Northside. The green light was also given for the transfer of land to the Crown and the waiver of the accompanying stamp duty on several Georgetown parcels. Turning to the budget, Cayman's leaders approved a transfer of funds from 
2023 to 2022, including primary education services by 1.2 million, secondary education services by 3.9 million, and facilities management and operations school support services by 2 million. They also approved the transfer of 150 grand from the financial year 2023 to Sister Island's Home Repairs Assistance Program for 2022. At this meeting, Cabinet allowed the conversion of the commanding officer of the regiment role to become a full-time position, along with an increase in the appropriation to the area of home affairs of more than $135,000 for next year's budget. A $40,000 appropriation increase for the Cayman Islands Cadet Corps Committee was also greenlit. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. At the November 16th meeting, Cabinet also noted the latest report on Cuban migration and asylum, approved the Customs and Border Control Amendment Bill, and appointed two people as directors to the Board of the Maritime Authority of the Cayman Islands. A social media video gets a Georgetown man in trouble with the law. Police say they have now formally charged the 38-year-old for possession of an unlicensed firearm. This charge stems from a video posted on social media earlier this year where the man was seen holding a shotgun. Investigators determined the man is not a licensed firearm holder. However, the shotgun did belong to a licensed firearm holder that he knows. He appeared in court yesterday and was bailed pending a further appearance on the 13th of December. The 63rd session of the Caribbean Meteorological Council meets in Grand Cayman this week. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has more. Hosted by the government of the Cayman Islands, the 63rd Council will focus on enhancing the capability of Caribbean Meteorological Organization member states to deliver authoritative, accessible, user-oriented information and services and to ensure a sustainable observation network to underpin those services. National Meteorological and Hydrometeorological Services are key to the implementation of Early Warnings for All, a global initiative for climate change adaptation to be implemented in five years. The Council will guide the development of weather, climate, and water-related services and activities in the region and provide feedback to the organs of the CMO on their plans for supporting proactive and sustainable services. The opening ceremony will feature speeches by the Premier of the Cayman Islands, Honorable Wayne Panton, the Secretary General of the World Meteorological Organization, Secretary General of the Caribbean Community, and the Coordinating Director of the CMO. Cayman Islands Premier and Minister of Sustainability and Climate Resiliency Honorable Wayne Panton states, enhancing resiliency through national weather forecasting, hydrological services and multi-hazard early warning systems is essential to ensuring small island nations like the Cayman Islands can withstand the predicted impacts of climate change. The ceremony is open to the media and will be streamed live on the Cayman Islands National Weather Service Facebook page. The rest of the CMC 63 session is closed to the public and media. It runs from the 24th till the 25th of November. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solens. The 63rd Caribbean Meteorological Council session is scheduled to open at 9 a.m. Cayman time tomorrow. The DART organization holds its first-ever hospitality training program graduation on Monday. Acting Tourism Minister the Honorable Heather Bodden offered remarks honoring the students. We're extremely proud of each of you. We applaud you and thank you for taking this opportunity to invest in your personal development. By choosing to work in the hospitality sector, you have become an ambassador for the Cayman Islands tourism industry. You are our face to the world. Remember that, young folks. Twelve young men and women successfully completed the three-month program, which included hands-on experience at the Hampton by Hilton, the Kimpton Seafire, and the Ritz-Carlton. Launching this type of hands-on training takes commitment and capital, as well as innovation. 
to design a program that closely aligns with the needs of DART hospitality portfolio. Each time a Caymanian successfully completes a hospitality training program and enters the industry, they are effectively enhancing the quality and authenticity of our tourism product. Ms. Budden thanked the DART organization and Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman for their collaboration in upskilling young Caymanians. Sunrise Adult Training Center clients took Cayman to Agrabah recently during their annual musical review. A group of clients performed Aladdin at the Harkwell Theater after months of rehearsals and set design and creation. Family, friends, and staff watched the annual musical performance, and clients also sold custom-made crafts after the show. Audio there courtesy of CIG-TV. That is your latest local news. I'm April Cummings. The Cayman Islands Classic Championship match is set with LSU facing off against Kansas State tonight at 7.30 p.m. Kansas State and Nevada hooked up in a battle Tuesday night with senior Marquis Noel scoring a career-high 29 points, including nine in overtime, and added 11 assists to eventually lift the Wildcats to a 96-87 victory past the Wolfpack, vaulting KSU into the championship game of the Cayman Islands Classic. Kansas State, under the direction of first-year coach Jerome Tang, will mark the first SEC Big 12 Conference Championship matchup in the four-year history of the tournament as they face off against LSU. Tank spoke with Radio Command's Dion Anglin after taking down Nevada. What was going through your thoughts nearing the end of the game, right before the overtime? I was telling our guys to remain poised. We just work on this every day. Right, every day of practice, we just work on in-the-game situations, so we knew what we needed to do. We had a very mature team, and they were very poised. Nevada did a great job, you know, so hats off to them. But this is why we came here, to have games like this to help prepare us moving forward. I know you're going into it to, to play in the finals against a very mature team yourself. How do you keep your team focused going into this? Oh, it's the championship. You don't have to worry about that. They're going to do what they got to do, and they're going to be ready to play tomorrow. Thank you. The LSU Tigers will play for a championship for the second consecutive year as they advance to the finals Tuesday with a 73-58 win over Akron at John Gray Gymnasium. The Tigers are now 5-0 on the season. Nevada faced Akron today to battle it out for third place. Tulane edged Rhode Island out on Tuesday 78-75 for fourth. The Academy Sports Club is set to host the Seven Aside Men's Corporate Cup this weekend in support of their youth football programs. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports. The event is an opportunity for local organizations looking to take their competitive spirit to the football pitch. The half-day event will see an eventful morning with players going head-to-head -head for the Corporate Cup title. Teams may enter a maximum of 10 players over the age of 18. There will be 20 minutes of play, no halftime, and FIFA rules generally apply, although there will be no offside rules. Players who are in the Cayman Islands Premier League are not allowed to play in this tournament. It's going to be taking place at Academy Field on Saturday from 8.30 to 1. For more information and to register, Register, visit academysportsclub.ky. Reporting for Radio K-Man Sports, I'm Carsley Fuller. Thank you, Carsley. Friday's netball rally turns up the heat with primary school girls hitting the court in strong fashion. Netball technical director Janet Lettman spoke with students from Sir John A. Cumber and East End Primary. It's been organized by education as well as the sports department and Cayman Netball has also helped. Now, ladies, have you enjoyed the competition? Yes, Mom. And could you tell me how did your team get on? Our team went on good. I think they improved 
better with their netball skills. And how did you find your team? Good. They improved much better, but we had to win. This was the last tournament for the end of the season. How did you get on when you came to your games as under nines in the league? Great. I was very confident that we were going to win, but turns out we wasn't. I think that we did very good as a team. I think we supported every play that was played by our team. And I think the more we play, the more we'll be, become better. For more information about Cayman Netball and upcoming events, be sure to head to caymannetball.com or you can check them out on Facebook. For Radio Cayman Sports, I'm April Cummings.